This week, we discuss the name change for the cowboy, gaming restrictions in China, and a new character in Pokemon Unite. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We just have the news episode this week because, of course, the league is on a break for a week because um, we just finished a tournament. So, um, yeah. How you been, Kevin? How, how's your week in gaming and life and everything been? Uh, it, it's been good. I did take my... Uh... I took some time and I watched the entirety of The Last Dance uh, this weekend. Oh, all of it? All of it. <laughs> mm, that's a long documentary. It, it is. So it's 10 episodes and each episode is an hour long. Um, but yeah, I, I should probably start at like where, where everything starts at the beginning. Um, unless you're... Uh, uh, unless you're... What was that? Pulp Fiction. And you start in the middle. Um... <laughs> Or if you're a memento and you start at the end, then go to the beginning, then hop around between beginning and end and middle, and then you eventually end where you started. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I on the 28th, I went out to Hollister to meet a friend. Not the store, right? The, not the, hall, the, town not the store. The town in California, Pasquale. My, uh, my RA from my freshman year, David, was from Hollister, and he's like, it's, it's not the store. The store stole the name from the town. Yeah, so I went to the town of Hollister, and you have to drive through Gilroy uh, to get there. And Gilroy, for for everybody who doesn't know Gilroy, it's the place where like they they're famous for garlic. Like they one trick <gasps> the garlic the garlic festival. I did not go through the garlic festival. It was oh. not on. But I drove through like the garlic country, and it smells like garlic. I love um, garlic. But one of the things that like I was just telling my parents about this, I was. While I was driving there, um, it was so funny because I would drive past one stand and it's like six avocados for a dollar. And I'm like, that that sounds like a steal. That's good. Uh, and then I go down the road a little bit further and then it's 10 avocados for a dollar. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, this, this is pretty good. Uh, it's, that's going to be hard to top. And I get to the end of the road. And the dude's out here, 12 avocados for a dollar. And I'm like, bro, what? Did you tell the other two who come closer to you? Or is this like a, is this a last chance scheme? And then like, at the same time, I'm like, they don't tell you the quality of the avocado either. Like you can, you can yeah. have like the grossest avocados. And I'm like, but you wouldn't be able to tell if they were all in a, in a guacamole or something. So I guess that makes sense. But I don't know what I'd do with 12 avocados. Um, but um, I was... Avocado oh, toast. I've uh, never yeah, had well, avocado toast, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I use it for guac and uh, an occasional Poke Bowl if I'm making it. Ooh, ooh, you're right, Poke Bowl. That's, that's where I get most of my avocado intake is from Poke Bowls. Yeah. So on that day, while I was on my way to Hollister, I was going there to meet one of my... Uh, Overwatch, I, I wouldn't say teammates, it's one of the players that I've coached. Um, and yeah, we, we were able to just talk talk about you know the state of Blizzard and everything. It's kind of kind of weird because I'm like the oldest one there. Um, but everybody everybody at the party called me coach, which is kind of weird. Uh, especially like in front of their parents. So I'm like, 
<laughs> they're like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, I'm Kevin. And they're like, oh, well, you're... And everybody else is like, yo, coach, you bring that over here? And they're like, why do they call you coach? It's like, oh, I was their coach. <laughs> they're like, they, they don't call me Kevin or anything. They just call me coach. And their parents were so confused to the point where they just called me coach, too. <laughs> oh, like, no. I didn't coach your parents, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm not about that. See, when um, someone calls someone coach, I just think of Left for Dead. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that dude. I don't have that much swag. <laughs> um, but after after the party, I went over to the next town over um to go meet one of my friends from college. Um we haven't we haven't talked and he was like, yo, I have a bed that you can crash on. So uh headed over there. We watched uh we watched a movie. We watched Tom Popo, if you've ever heard of that. Um anime or not an anime film, it's an old eighties film. And it was on HBO Max. And my friend was like, I've never seen this movie. And I was like, it's been a Miyazaki while. One? So Tom Popo Oh, is... I thought it was a Pom Poco. Yeah, Pom Poco is the, the uh, Studio Ghibli one. Uh, Tom Popo is about a ramen shop. Oh. Um, but it it's very 80s when I watch the movie back again. Um, they do things where they're like, there's a main story of like, a widowed woman has a hard time trying to like recreate her husband's ramen. And so she has to go out of her way to try to like learn the ways how to make ramen perfect to become like the best one in the town, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's like the main plot that you follow. But like the way how this director did it is like, there are a bunch of like other side plots. And like one of the first ones is like this dude who's like really, really into like, like food and like intercourse it was just a very weird like thing he, he'd like crack an egg in his mouth and then like he'd spit it back and forth and i'm like what what am i watching what the hell it, it was it was very weird uh <laughs> but i was like yeah this is a very 80s film and i'm glad that i'm watching it with a with a bro rather than my parents because that would be a very very awkward scene to try to explain and it doesn't go on it it's not like a one and done shot either like they they do that for like two minutes and I'm just sitting here like, bro, when does this end? <laughs> like, ew. It, it it was a weird scene, but it was definitely an interesting movie, nonetheless. Uh, watched that, and then on Sunday, the the 29th, I saw I saw Free Guy. Um, if Free Guy was fun, I I would recommend it. If you, it's very much of the time. So if you want to see what quarantine looks like as a movie, <laughs> um. I would highly recommend watching Free Guy and like it's really funny because like there are a lot of like celebrity cameos in there um besides obviously like the the ones that are headlined are um some of the YouTube and Twitch personalities that were in it um but like Ryan Reynolds you have Hugh Jackman who shows up for a little bit you have The Rock Channing Tatum they're all in it um but it's a very funny movie and i think that if you see it now and then you watch it again in like five years you'll be like oh man this whole movie is pretty cringe because like this is dated it's gonna be very dated and it's gonna be really funny to watch it back um you'll be like oh yeah you remember when this was popular or like when this person was the thing and it's just like oh man (laughs) it's gonna be fun um though definitely a fun movie to watch um but yeah other, other than that it's just been chilling at home, like relaxing for the most part. But 
yeah, my, my weekend was just filled with watching a ton of stuff. Um, because you gotta you gotta constantly be absorbing media in order to to like get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Matt? How was how was your week? How was your weekend? Uh, any gaming? Uh, not so much game. I mean, I, I did a little bit of Ratchet and Clank, and I just played Overwatch for an hour. I got three wins on my competitive for for qualifications for um this this competitive season. So that that's a good thing. Um, but no, this week has been been very strange. So, uh, last weekend we ended our run of Pride and Prejudice, so that was that was fun. Um, and then on the the last day we also had our cast party, and so I was getting ready to go over to the cast party. But wouldn't you know it? That day of all days, the car that I'm driving, which is is my grandma's old car, which I use occasionally to get around the city. It's like I think it's older than me, but my parents like rebuilt the engine and, and put like new parts in it or whatever. So it should be fine. New battery and everything. Um, something happened, decided, you know what? I'm just not going to work right now. So I had to wait for like an hour and a half to get the car jump started from AAA. So that wasn't fun. But luckily, I had a bunch of comic books with me. So I just sat in the car and read comic books for a little bit. So that was fun. Not fun, actually, but it was fun. Um <laughs> Uh, what else did I do this week? Oh, also, I've started working on the film fest again, doing box office things for the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. So like as soon as I hop off of work for um, my my social media job, I'm going to work doing other things for for film festival and whatnot. So that's fun. Um, it's not it's I, I'm making it sound worse than it is, but it's 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 not that hard. I'm just like so far helping build the website. So it's a lot of copy and paste and making sure things are in the right sections. Um, I'm getting paid for it. So that's fun. Oh, speaking of getting paid, Kevin, did you see the email? Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit. I, I glanced over it. I didn't uh, go into detail. Yeah. So not going into too much detail, but finally they're going to start giving us money for to this podcast. It's going to be, it's tiny just because it's like the ad revenue is not that great um for for pre-roll ads um but we're getting paid finally hooray i don't know how much but we'll find out and we'll split it between the two of us so um a small amount made even smaller but still in this economy any bit helps and uh, what else um going straight back into comic books and other things oh probably that's very, I mean, very it's not, true for all of us it's probably not much to help with anything else but like i mean might as well use the money if I'm getting it. Um, but also, so I, I I've told myself that I would stop spending money in August. We're in September now. Um, but in August, I'm like, I'm not going to spend any more money because I just bought my PS5 and I bought the Invincible Compendium. So that was like over $1,000 that I'd spent. And I'm like, okay, no more spending. And then I'm I'm on the the internets at one point and then i see oh joe coy has another comedy tour yes i'm buying tickets so i bought tickets to his tour in february and then on friday which is tomorrow it's the hella mega tour so i'm well now it's september so i i've escaped my no more money in october or august thing so um tomorrow is the hella mega tour which was postponed since last year, it's Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. 
Green Day and Fall Out Boy are two of my favorite bands. And then Weezer, I it's they're not one of my favorite bands, but I really like them. So like when I saw when that tour was announced, I'm like, I have to get tickets to this. There's there's no way I'm not going to this concert. So now it's finally happening. And I probably just gonna spend a lot of money on the merch because have you seen the uh the poster for this tour, Kevin? Mm-mm. Take a look at the poster art and describe it to me. What, what your or, reaction is to it? The Hella Mega uh, Tour. Hella Mega Tour. All right. Uh, poster. Whoa. Right. This is very. It's very reminiscent of like older rock album. Yeah, I'm getting a very like warped tour. Yeah. Vibe from it. But yeah, descri- describe what you're seeing, Kevin. Okay. Uh, where do we start? Even okay. So. <laughs> There's a, it's not a unicorn. It's a, it's a duo cord. It's got two horns, uh, shooting a rainbow fire out of its mouth. Uh, technically it's like a, it's a Pegasus Minotaur mix. It's a Pegasus duo corn centaur. Yeah. That, that's just rocking out with an explosion in the background while, while helicopters and jets are trying to, either take it down or enjoy the concert uh but yeah it's, it's something definitely a, a good this is a good t-shirt <laughs> oh i'm definitely getting a t-shirt i'm gonna get a poster probably and just a bunch of the merch just because at this point i've spent so much money i might as well just go all in with this shit um but i'm i'm so excited for that uh what i do is because i i don't have a reliable car as you can all probably tell by now so what i do for concerts and also i don't want to pay for freaking parking mm-hmm. um so what i'll do is i'll ha- i'll buy an extra ticket to whatever concert i go to and then i'll find a friend who's like willing to drive and worry about like the gas and the parking and everything for the free ticket to the show so uh one of my coworkers for the proclaimer noah is going with me so we we going to have some fun with the musics um what else what else is happening i feel like i was gonna say something else but i can't remember now oh well anyway let's get into the news of the week kevin do you want to start with pokemons sure we'll we'll start with pokemon unite so um yeah we I, i was teasing it a little bit last podcast but we finally got blastoise um and I, I'm a big fan of Blastoise. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, well, Blastoise is just another one to just add to the list of, you know, Kanto starters that we don't have yet. And um, we kind of knew that it was coming from a, from a while ago, but um, he has a really sick suit now. Uh, he's got hollow wear. Um, so if anybody wants to dress up their Blastoise to, to look like he's going out on a Sunday or looking to you know, bet on some horses. Uh, we, we have that skin now. Um, <laughs> the, the funny thing about this Blastoise, by the way, like you start out with two abilities um, at level one and level three. So you have Skull Bash and Water Gun. Um, uh-huh. Water Gun, just pretty much like a basic ranged attack, but um, it also pushes people back, which is kind of, kind of fun to mess with. Um, Skull Bash is a mini stun, but it also dashes behind people. So you can kind of position yourself and then water gun and push them towards your teammate which is kind of annoying but also really good if you know how to do it um the the most interesting mechanic about blastoise though is um 
not the next skill that you get, but the last skill. So um, he has Surf, like a lot of other defenders. Um, but then his other one is Rapid Spin, which at first I was like, okay, what does Rapid Spin have to do with anything? Um, it prevents it from being stunned, and it also changes the uh, the way how the other ability works. So <laughs> um, essentially you just become like the spinning shell, and if you got Hydro Pump as your ability, um, as your second ability, it pushes you away, um, and it just zones you out. But if you get Water Pulse, or what is it, Water Spout, you just start spitting a ton of uh, a ton of water in a circle, and it does a ton of damage. So it's just really funny to see, you know, big Blastoise spin around like a Beyblade, um, <laughs> and <laughs> just wipe people. Um, so he does Reaper. Yeah, he pulled. Okay, he's literally Reaper, but as a turtle and less edgy. Um, his <laughs> ultimate is literally like a full 360 like jet cannon that that like knocks you in the air. So you can just stand there and you know full jet anywhere and then wipe everybody there. But uh, the Beyblade mechanic is pretty fun. It's it's more of a fun like mechanic rather than like a try hard mechanic but i i will find a way to make it work uh that is for sure <laughs> i still haven't played in forever just because i work like five different jobs at this point yeah uh another thing by the way if you guys are if you guys don't have a switch uh the what is it the the mobile version of Pokemon Unite is coming out on the 22nd. But if you pre-register, you'll get a lot of extra bonuses. So definitely look forward to getting that. Um, we've already gotten past the uh, 7.5 million pre-reg mark. So oh, there might be one for uh, for 10 million, but we'll see. Um we we get a cool Pikachu skin because everybody got there. So definitely, if you're interested, like even if you're remotely interested, I would say just pre-register for it. So when it does come out, you can get your bonuses. And if you don't like to play it anymore, you know you can you can just ignore it at that point. But yeah, uh, very interesting things coming up for Pokemon Unite there. All right, so moving into some other news. Um, so China has done another another weird thing. Um, I I don't I I don't understand like where I I, I get where their head is at with this, but I I don't see how this really will benefit them. Um, but they're placing gaming restrictions on anybody under eighteen to three hours per week that's it's, it's that's nothing that's like uh, that's like how how would you space that out because I, I at some at one point i know they were limiting gaming hours between i think you're not allowed to play between i think it was like 10 p.m and 7 a.m 
And then they placed another restriction. You're not allowed to play more than an hour and a half a day. And now this is the third one that they've done in recent history where it's only three hours per week if you're under 18. Um, so that's already having like an, an impact on um, their, their gaming industry. Tencent, which is the big gaming company out of China, they're down 10% after I, the Chinese media called gaming an opium. Um, in a news report from their their state media, which that state media report was taken down shortly after it was released. Um, but yeah, they're, they're already feeling the economic impact of uh, of not being able to, to play for more than three hours a day. Um, in a, an article by uh, Bloomberg, um, they did a lot of um, looking into it. They, they pulled a lot of numbers. Um, so according to Bloomberg Tencent, um, players under 16 contributed just 2.6% of game sales in the June quarter, which is around 170 million. Um, and then the tightening of the, the rule uh, will cut maximum gaming by 70%, but only for youth. Um, so that's, but still that's 70%. And like the number that they pulled, the 2.6% of, of, of game sales, like, that's a weird number for me to pull because you have to think about the caveat that like maybe it's not just people under 16 who are actually purchasing the games so like like what if their parents are buying it for them or their relatives are getting them for like birthdays or for holidays or as presents or something um like that that the numbers that they're pulling don't account i think for for those kind of scenarios where it's not the actual kid buying the game, but someone buying it for them, you know? So I don't know how that, that number perfectly matches up with saying, Oh, it's okay. Um, this, this ban isn't because of, um, of the, the number of, of kids not playing. Am I making sense with, with what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like they don't, how can I describe it? Uh, they, there's no way to like really figure out if they could even enforce this because like games wise, like y- you could just say that you're 18, right? Yeah, and I, I, it's is it relying on self-report or is there going to be like an account system where you have to like like all Chinese gaming things are going to like have an account where you have to sign up and then you sign in and log in and it'll will, it will like automatically lock you out after three hours per week or something like that. Like what if, what if your parents don't particularly care about this band and they just let you play? Yeah. What if you just play on their account? Exactly. So I just think that it, it depends on how well the team or like how well the, uh, the, the parents and the parents it, it, isn't a family, just a team. Uh, but like <laughs> how well they uh they want to enforce it like if they even want to enforce it because i feel like you know how can how can i describe this like esports wise you want to start your kid as soon as possible just because like once you get to like 16 18 like your reaction time is right probably at its peak but if you're gonna cut that number you're going to not have that level of talent coming in um that or you're gonna have more people leaving you know leaving your country in order to go to other places that will allow them to pursue that 
Um, and yeah, I, yeah. I know that for, for Dota, like China is a very big powerhouse in that game, but a lot of them are under 18. Um, so it's going to be difficult for them to like really figure out like, hey, if you're a new kid and you're on the way up, like you have you cannot play here. Um, they they probably have to go and find someone else too, you know. How is that going to affect China's standing in the world of esports? Because like like you said, in a lot of esports, like not just Overwatch, like Dota, you said mentioned as well. I'm assuming probably they have a good space in like Fortnite or for like um, StarCraft or, or League or whatever. But if with the way this goes, if China's esports pool is not allowed to really start even training or practicing or or even really getting um that skilled into the game until they turn 18 whereas in other countries these there's kids who've been playing since they were were young teens um how is that going to affect their performance and how is that going to affect the economics of china's esports like right now you've got these shanghai dragons like if they're not allowed to really pull from the younger pool and, and kind of hone those skills while they're young is the Chinese dynasty of not dynasty, a dynasty is a Korean team, <laughs> but is, is the Chinese like dominance in the APAC region, like at an end, did China just shoot themselves in the foot? Uh, I, I think that you're going to lose a lot of young talent coming out of there. Um, you're either that, or a lot of people are going to start moving out. Um, and like, I don't think that this three hour ban is going to stop anyone really. Like if you're really dedicated, you'll find a way how to, how to play more. Uh, so yeah, I I really do think that, uh, it's going to be up to the players and how well they, um, they figure out how they want to deal with the esport half of it. Um, but I do think that it's going to be really difficult to find new talent coming in mm. um, for the Chinese region. I do hope that they uh, they pull that back. Uh, just not for the sake... Like, it should just be up to the parents, like, saying, hey, you know what? Gaming right. only on the weekend or something like that. Uh, you know, d- do what you want. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand why they think that this is a bad thing. Like, it, it's one of those things to say, like, okay like it's it becomes something that kids are doing a lot but like you have to consider this year like during the pandemic this is like the only thing we actually had uh this is the only thing that we could actually do mm-hmm. so um i i hope that they reconsider um like i feel like once you know everything opens up again even for you know china and for the u.s and stuff like that uh, we will slowly gradu- gradually move away from only gaming. We'll, we have to go outside every once in a while, you know? Do we have to? I, I mean, you got to touch <laughs> some grass every once in a while or else, uh, you know, it, it you, you'll slowly decay in here. Um, so, yeah, you go out, touch some grass. I say that as an extrovert who likes going everywhere and, like, as a journalist who, like, has to go places to talk to people. Um but I don't think we, I mentioned it earlier, but like, again, the, um, not again, I didn't, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but the reason behind this latest ban is very similar to, I guess, some of the other reasonings behind some of the other bans. Uh, so in, in a statement, the, uh, the Chinese government said, 
guiding online games companies to prioritize social benefits, effectively curbing minors' gaming addiction, excessive consumption, and other behavior, and protecting the physical and mental health of minors is in the spirit of the important instructions of General Secretary Xi Jinping. And Xi Jinping, of course, is the leader of China right now. Um, so it, it's a gaming addiction and, and uh, I guess, general health thing. I think they're, um, from some of the analysis that I've read, I feel like China and other people feel like China are moving towards uh, having like a more athletic, robust, like physically fit nation. Um, and, and just, I guess they, they view gaming as a, uh, a waste of time, which I mean, they're not alone in that. A lot of people, even in like, even here and, and in countries where gaming is big, they view it as a waste of time. Um, one thing that I, I was, I thought of is, and I don't know if this is a possibility considering the language barrier um, is that like when you're, when you're in America, everybody wants to come to LA or now kind of people are going towards um, Louisiana or Georgia, not Louisiana. People are going to Atlanta more now, but uh, there's still a lot of people who come to, to LA to pursue their acting dream or their, their showbiz dream or whatever. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if this will really work for Chinese people people but like if they really wanted to and they were motivated enough to like learn the other language do you think that you might see um some families who want to be serious about their child pursuing an esports career moving to someplace like korea or japan where they're not as as strict with their um their restrictions or or even have any restrictions and still have like a robust gaming scene I, I do think that that's a possibility, like especially, how can I say, the next generation of of players. Like, uh, you could say that most of the players that are out here have had, are like first generation like esports talent, right? Like their parents didn't play esports or anything. Um, I do feel like the next generation, like probably our like age and and maybe even a little bit older, but I know a lot of parents who are who would embrace their their kid if they were to pursue esports as something as a as a career potentially, as, especially as an early takeoff spot if they really do put in the work for it. Um, I do feel like that is something that might come up later down the line uh, because we we now see the money. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like right. We, our generation sees the money in esports, and the fact that we see that allows us to be a little bit more open to our kids, or you know, even nieces, nephews, even um, to take that leap of faith and say, like, hey, you know what? If you can go and play Fortnite for you know five five digit prize pool, go for it. Like, I don't even care if it's five digit; it could be like maybe fifty bucks if you want to hustle some kid out of fifty bucks. <laughs> Go for it, like that. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a story right now. There's a a guy, a, a dentist somewhere in the USA, who like, if you beat him in Smash, you get a free cleaning. It's, he must be hella good then. <laughs> I, I guess that's that's I mean, a, cleanings are a lot of money. Cleanings are at least a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, if you want to put in the hours to like to play that, go for it. Like, 
it, I like that concept. It's like you're you're allowing kids to, you know, be creative and, you know, pursue a talent that they have. Uh, and, you know, if you, if it gets you a free teeth cleaning, if it gets you a McDonald's sponsorship, whatever, like everything is good. It's just a matter of if the parents can like can or want to embrace it, you know? Right. It's like the same thing with any other sport or talent. It's like the same with acting. Do your parents value acting as a profession and, and a talent to be fostered? Do your parents value sports as something to be fostered? Do your parents value going to space camp so you could work for NASA? It's like the same thing with anything. It's is there the resources, the drive, and the the familial support? I guess to do that. So in the end, do we think that this is something that's going to stick? Because I mean, like we're already seeing the economic impact. Ten percent of a dip like seems small, but that's a lot of money. We're probably talking about like yeah. several million dollars. Yeah, I I feel like that is. It's a big hit to one of China's like biggest markets, really. Um, and I don't know how they're going to... I don't know what the... How can I describe it? What is the pushing factor that's going to allow you know, China to pivot from being an esports giant to you know, focusing on becoming you know, more physically active? You know? like, how are you going to treat that? Um, right. Because a lot of the sports companies, right, are from the U.S. <laughs> so I, I guess you have like you have Under Armour, you have Nike, Adidas, right? Like Converse, all that stuff for basketball, at least, is like is there. So I guess it just comes down to like, how are you going to make people addicted to sports again? You know, um, <laughs> that, that's just a weird way of putting it. like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's an interesting thing to look into. Um, how are they going to change their culture in order to make it more, you know, physically active rather than, you know, esports only, right? Uh, or if if not at all. Um, but I once again, like I'm I'm planning on doing kind of like a discussion thing with some friends about it. But um, I feel like both of them go hand in hand like i don't think i would be as good of an esports coach or as good as an esport player if i didn't play basketball beforehand and now i've never gone back now that's the thing like i don't know but i feel like if i played basketball again um i would be a lot different than i was when i started Mm -hmm. um because of my esports experience like i feel like i i know how to communicate with teammates a little bit better um, I used to be very timid. I used to not be. I used to not like to talk to people. Period. Um, and Look yeah, at you now you talk. Yeah, I, I talk every for week. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's very interesting because before esports, I was just very, very closed off. But once I got into esports, um, like even during team sports, like I wasn't even a talker. So with esports, I feel like it's. A bit of both like you learn that through physical sports you learn that through basketball uh you know football soccer um however you want to play you you learn how to work with teammates and how you know plays are drawn up and stuff um and that easily translates over to esports too so if, if you learn one way or another like the difference 
between the two is just how much work you want to put into one or the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also genetics, you know, like I can't play. <laughs> I'm not a god at basketball because I'm not like, you know, 6'3". So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I can could, I could still play pickup and stuff like that. It's just a matter of all of those little factors, you know? Yeah. Another thing is that we're not considering, I think like so far we've talked about if like, the, the the decline of, of China's esports scene, but like, if somehow even with the delay in building up their professional gaming pool, if they're successful and they're still just as dominant, would that be a sign for that? Like, even the older players could still have a place in the league because like. You see kids who are who are like turning 21, 22, even 20, and, and they're already retiring. Like, mm-hmm. if China's able to start players older and keep them in and keep them dominant, would do you think that possibly would lead to a rise in other countries having an older player base? Or is this just going to be maybe a uniquely China thing? I think that it would be interesting to see an older player base come out of China. Um... I just don't know how well reaction time is going to play into it. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're 16 uh, or 18, like you're hyper as hell. I have no, oh, I have yeah. no other way of saying it, but like your APM is crazy higher than if you were, you know, older or more mellowed out. Um, like this was a bad habit among, you know, Dota players and, you know, esports players in general, but um when I used to smoke, um, just like cigarettes and stuff, I would get twitchy. Uh-huh. And because of that, my APM was faster. And so there's a lot of players who, who smoke and like kind of drive off of that, that idea just so that they can be faster, like in their, in their mm-hmm. mind. But it, it doesn't help them. <laughs> it's just a mental thing. Um, but yeah. I mean, sometimes the mental thing is what you, is the edge you need. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like I don't think that that's the way to go. I I think that you want to start your kids off, especially in esports, early. You want them to enjoy the game and and love the game, um, and then eventually, hopefully, make that their career. But you you never know how that's gonna how mm-hmm. that's gonna play out, you know. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on this story, I guess, to see if anything does happen with it. Um... I don't know. I, I hope this doesn't stand in China and they realize, oh, we done goofed. Let's let's take this back. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, I feel like with a, an authoritarian state like China, they don't want to look like they were wrong or they don't want to admit that they made a bad decision. or They don't want to look like they're weak and giving into the will of the people. So I feel like China's in this for the long haul, unless like there's a huge impact to the markets. They they want to cultivate their esports scene for sure, and I I think that nixing it and making the age restriction later is gonna hurt them in finding talent. There will mm-hmm. be there will always be kids who are gonna be, you know, excited and eager to play. Um, it's just a matter of how much they can be exposed to the game, because the only way to get better at anything really is to be exposed and being able to play it right. Um, or even just being able to like watch film or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
will be able to help. But I don't know, like, how much of that you can really translate over with only three hours a week, you know? You don't get a documentary based on you called The Last Dance by only playing basketball three hours a week. Exactly. After you turn 18. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You you definitely want to watch, like, the way how kids want to become you know, the, the next big star, you know, you, you want to cultivate that early. You want them to, right. to make mistakes, uh, make their mistakes earlier in life so that they can become better players later down the line. And I get like wanting to get, have, I guess, a healthier population, but three hours a week is excessive. Yeah. I mean, I, I would understand it if it were like, three hours like per week per per day during the week and then like unlimited during the during the weekends because that's like you want to prevent them from being distracted with wor- like homework or whatever right um either homework or like that would encourage like after school you know clubs and stuff like that mm-hmm. but taking it away on the weekends is essentially or like taking it away for like the whole week three hours like what can you even do with three hours of gameplay? Like, <laughs> you're going to get a lot more people who are either going to turn off their, like, internet access and just find games that are, like, single player or some other thing that will, or, like, right. you know, you're going to have a boom in, like, Nintendo DSs or something like that. People are just like, going to be playing older games. When you're online, so much of your time is just spent waiting in lobbies exactly or or you get a bad match or you get like people who who grief or leave your games i, I that might be like another uh, unintended consequence of this is that when you when you are playing there's people who are are trolling you because they one they don't really care about the gaming they're just there to piss people off and two like it means so much more to have a bad match when you only have 3 hours per week yeah it's it's just tough. I don't I don't know how else to how else to do it. But like I understand like they're saying okay, well it's only for people who are under eighteen. But still, like just let the adults decide how long they want their kid to play. You know, right? Um, that that should be their decision. And especially like let's say if a kid is studying a game. Or like a way how a game is played, like you you're only gonna limit them to to playing that one game. Like how how else can I describe this? Like I play Slay the Spire quite a bit in my downtime. Um one full run of Slay the Spire can take like 46 minutes. So like I can only do three runs of Slay and then you call that a day. Like that's not that's not how it's gonna work. <laughs> you call that a week. Yeah, it's a week. You know, what am I gonna do for a week? I have to throw a ball against a wall for for six days. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned after school programs because according to the Bloomberg article, I believe also, uh, it says that that China's no longer allowed to make their after school programs and, and extracurriculars for profit. They have to make them like not for profit or, or free, I get or something like that, I guess. Um, based on this, the, the early report of what's going on now, because again, they're they're trying to to make their children healthier and and more skilled. So, um, 
Ooh, that sucks for people who depended on these things for their living as well. So again, the economics of this is, is just doesn't make sense for a country that's so driven by economic performance. True. So, th- so they're saying that you can't make money off of their off of games or like on top, me, in terms of like extracurriculars really quickly. Any access to after school education or online games will be centered around patriot values and common prosperity. Um, they're trying to make the educational environment um, better for today's youth. Um, they're restricting the spiritual opium of games. Um, oh, here's another interesting thing that I didn't even know. In 2018, Beijing froze the approval of new games over concerns that gaming was impacting the eyesight of young players and that you needed um, approval from regulators before you could approve the production of, of new games. Hmm. That does seem kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I I do understand like it, like it it is impacting the the kids that way, but like honestly, I don't think that you you should limit them that way. Like once again, I feel like it's all up to the parents' discretion. It shouldn't be like it. It's hard to limit that too. Um, kids will find a way, and if not. Uh, <laughs> they they will find a way. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. if if you're if you're eager enough, you will find a way how to like make. Yeah, there's always your, a, there's your, always a way to work around. Um, so I found that that little the part that I was looking for. Um, the increased control comes a month after a much harsher crackdown on China's lucrative after-school education industry when the government announced that these services could no longer be offered for profit. So after-school programs, you can't do these things for profit so excuse me so like that's that's two industries you've just taken out uh in two months yeah Yeah. it it is a very weird like the thing to take away gaming especially when it's this big right now especially when like i don't know how things are in china right now but also covid like are are things i i don't again i don't know how they are in china but are things okay there to the point where you can really encourage people to do other activities and like go out and actually interact because i know in in america I, I say this as i'm going to go to a massive packed concert tomorrow but like in general like i don't think we're at, we're there yet there's too many people who are like unvaccinated unmasked and, and there's variants out there anyways let's get to the uh the the one overwatch bit of news we have this week it's that the cowboy's name is finally being changed um according to a statement from overwatch i'm just going to read this very quickly we built the overwatch universe around the idea that inclusivity equity and hope are the building blocks for a better future they are this they are central to the game and to the overwatch team as we continue to discuss how we best live up to our values and demonstrate our commitment to a creating a game that reflects them, we believe it's necessary to change the name of the hero currently known as McCree to something that better represents what Overwatch stands for. We realize that any change to such a well-loved and central hero in the game's fiction will take some time to roll out correctly and we'll share updates as this work progresses. 
In the near term, we had planned to kick off a narrative arc in September supported with new story and game content, of which McCree was a uh, key part. Since we want to integrate this change into that story arc, we will be, de be delaying this new arc until later this year and instead launch a new free-for-all map this September. Going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees and we'll, we will be more thoughtful and discerning about adding new world re real world references in the future Overwatch content. This will help reinforce that we're building a fictional universe that is unmistakably different from the real world and better illustrates the creation that the creation of Overwatch is truly a team effort. Work on these updates is underway and they are just a part of our ongoing commitment to honest reflections and making whatever changes are necessary to build a future worth fighting for. We know that actions speak louder than words, and we hope to show you our commitment to making Overwatch a better experience in-game and continue to make our team the best it can be. Thoughts, Kevin? Uh, the first thing, I, I like how they're at least addressing it. They're saying, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to change the hero. You're going to have to deal with it. Um, the one thing that doesn't make sense is, like, why tell us that you're you're gonna have an event like right and then just say like but we're postponing it and giving you a random free-for-all map yeah <laughs> like you could have you could have just been like we plan on changing the narrative arc later um and like you can keep the free-for-all thing like literally off of this entire thing and just be like okay we're working on it we're working on a story arc we're gonna go through and and change it um it will take some time from our narrative team and from our development team in order to figure out what we need to do correctly. But like the whole, like instead launch a new free for all map this September. We're like, bro, we don't need it. Like, <laughs> I mean, does, how often are you actually playing? Are people really playing free for all deathmatch? Exactly. Like if you're going to do that, just give us a new map map, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean like free for all, we only at least for Zomnix, we only play in between rounds. Like we don't really, it's not something we actively do. And sometimes we kind of just sit and wait. We don't always yeah. do that. And again, um, this is this is the, the Italian map, I believe. I can't. What's it called? Starts with an M. That's what I. That's all I know. Um, but honestly, I thought it was. It's a good concept. It's just like why announce the free for all thing? Like just just say that we're working on it. Okay. Uh, and then Malavento is what it's called. And it's in the PTR now. It's not for everybody. It's in the PTR. I, I just don't know what else you can add to this. You just say, okay, yeah, we're changing McCree. That's cool. Um, we're working on it. It will come in the future. Sorry. Uh, from Yeah. And then the from this point forward, no other hero will be named after employees. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Just leave that at that. And also like, how what do they mean by they were going to do a new story based event i thought we weren't getting anything new until overwatch 2 comes out like how would that have taken place or is it were we going to get another like archive thing or was it another yeah. another full event or or was it just going to be like oh here's some story bit like read this online and then get a skin in game is that a, is that what they were planning on doing I have no idea, but it, it does sound like it could be that um, that they wanted to change the way how that's presented, you know? Right. Um, but I I do agree. I feel like both of them are interesting. 
in a way. Um, I just think that whatever they do, they have to do it right once again. Like we, we always say this, like every single time that they announce something. But if they're gonna do if they're gonna do something big, like change the the name of you know Yeehaw, um, they have to figure out how to do it in a way that's like engaging for everyone and that that right. says like this is a new era for us um so yeah i feel like that's something that they definitely need to tackle see uh in my perspective at least i i don't see really anything negative about this change um but i've been looking at internet comments and i've been talking to people and about this and just seeing what the general perspective is and a lot of people are like good like scumbag gone don't want to talk about him at all um but there's other people who are like why are you why are you touching him like th- there was someone i was i was talking to about this who's like okay this was stupid why don't you just instead of touching the care the hero uh and changing his name why don't you tell us what you're going to do to change your company instead but then my response to that is like why is why are those two things mutually exclusive you know yeah you can you can remove the reference to a shitty guy who did shitty things to women um and also tell the world what you're doing to make your company better right exactly it's like for from my perspective at least the way i'm approaching this is that you have a guy whose real life name is Jesse McCree and then Overwatch for, I don't know, whatever reason, like I, I feel like they had to have known about this guy already. Um, just considering how it was kind of considered, I guess, an open secret. Like they had, they had the goddamn Cosby suite for God's sakes. Um, but what seemed like an open secret in blizzard is that this guy was a scumbag and he was doing these awful things. So they already named him like after Jesse McCree knowing this about the guy, assuming that they know. Um, but, and, and to leave it would be to kind of give him a, an eternal trophy in the game. And it's like, he can always go back and say, Hey, I worked at blizzard. This guy was named after me. And, and it's just, it just serves as a constant reminder of, of the harassment and the, the frat bro culture that blizzard allowed to persist for, however long it's been going on it i guess close to probably decades at this point so um i'm of the perspective that changing the name is the only responsible thing to do yes it's going to screw up the lore but you can always fix that in the past not the past but you can always fix that coming up right but but the thing is like you have to deal with the reckoning of what your company is and what has happened in your company and you have to rem- address those things like that's like not changing the name would kind of be like disney who owned miramax which was harvey weinstein's company still having a room called the weinstein room or the weinstein award even after everything he did and this is in my perspective it's it's the same thing so I feel like changing it is the only responsible action. And it's only like the first step, right? Like change the name and also update on how your shitty company is treating women and men, I guess, who are being sexually harassed as well. So how it treats everybody. 
Yeah, they're definitely going to have to give us an update of the culture of Blizzard. And I do feel like this is something that will impact Blizzard later down the line, too. You need to tell everybody who is going to apply that, you know, the company has changed. It's not the same thing that, you know, it always has been. And because if you don't do that, you're going to you're going to lose employees and you're going to lose interest and eventually lose the company. Um, so, yeah, definitely give us updates on the state of work at Blizzard, because um, if you don't, uh, people will not be going to Blizzard. I'm trying to think, like, is, is there. Is there any possible argument like that actually stands for not changing the name like there's there's the um there's the argument that i i brought up last week that like for for like the fanfic community and for like just the lore community it's it's more consistent and it just it keeps everything a lot easier if you just ignore it and leave it and just like in the real world we know the stuff that happened but in the world of overwatch like jesse mccree is just a cowboy that has no relation to to the real guy. Um, I'm and then there's also the argument that like by changing it, you draw more attention to it, mm-hmm. which I, I'm actually I'm like really like I'm trying to understand how those perspectives would be better just i don't think i'm able to to understand that like i i can see their point but i feel like those are weak points yeah like there there is no reason not to change it there's it's just a win for for everyone and everybody involved um if you say oh well there's no reason to do it because you know, it, it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of, you know, the Overwatch universe. Well, it it affects the company that makes the game. So that that's the mentality there. Um, same thing when it comes down to, like, why would we make changes when when we need to, like, address certain topics? You know, like, they're they're definitely attacking what what they gave us so yeah it's just going to be really interesting to see how they how they deal with it later down the line you know mm-hmm. An- another thing is that because and i feel like oh this is this is, must have been really weird when they had to change sinatra's name because like that would have also been an opportunity to change McCree's name, but also that would be admitting the wrongdoing, which I they were never going to do before they were caught and sued. So True. like you you have two instances where they had to to walk something back because they're just naming things after shitty people. And it's just it's maybe that just gaming attracts shitty people. I don't know. But um what was I saying? Um Oh, here's what that's what I say. Um, 
but another thing is that because of this, Overwatch 2 might be delayed even further because they're going to have to re-record some voice lines and stuff and re-record the story bits and all that that voiceover art that or the voiceover that was done previously and was in the can ready to go. Now they have to redo it all. And so that's going to require time to like schedule everybody in to, to record the audio, to mix it, to master it. So make sure it everything flows in and maybe write new dialogue or something. I don't know. but. There's another delay for Overwatch 2. Yeah, if it wasn't already that, like now you have to tell Matt Mercer that you got to change everything about, you know, the character. It's just so much more that, you know, they have to deal with. So, yeah, it's not it's not a good situation for anyone, really. Right. So, Kevin, if you were to rename, if you were given the keys to renaming Cowboy McYeehaw, what would you name him? Um, I mean, Cowboy McYeehaw, it, it's catchy. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we just have to, we just have to get to the point, right? Like, he is a, a Western figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess maybe you just go like, uh, he's he's gonna be called like Billy or something. Like, I swear, like they're just gonna take I mean, some. There's Billy the Kid. Yeah, exactly. They're just gonna be like he he wants definitely like a like a Western feel to it. Um, you can just give him like eighty names, dude. Like, don't even give him like give him like three names because <laughs> he he should be just like. You know, the old Clint Eastwood character, you know, the, the man with no name, literally just like, yeah, he has a poncho look. And and the fact that he needs to get around to certain places by giving out his real name, it, it would hurt, you know? I mean, why does he, um, everyone else in Overwatch really has like a code name. Like Mercy, Angela Ziegler is her real name. Mercy is her code name. Tracer is Lena Oxen. Um, I mean, you've got Reinhardt and Torbjorn who go by their actual names. You don't have them, but like, why do some agents have code names and others don't? Exactly. Just You just have to make... Give everybody code names or... or give no one a code name. Give no one code names. Just figure it out. Like, give, give McCree something Western sounding, like Armadillo or Tumbleweed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tumbleweed McGeehaw. <laughs> I mean, he rolls on the ground like a tumbleweed. Tumbleweed McGeehaw, I would be completely down for. Yeah, I mean, just, just you can make tumbling jokes and you can make weed jokes. It's it's all good. That's that's how we that's how we're doing it. Or Smokey the Bandit or something like that. Because he's smoking. Which I mean is an is an issue in itself. Like, don't need to support the tobacco industry. But yeah, it's just gonna be tough, I guess. Just, just figure out how you're gonna. What if they change his name to something so stupid, like Jerry McGee, instead of Jesse <laughs> McCree? It, it'd just be off by that much, and it, they'd be like, "Yep, that's it. I'm calling it, it a day." It's close. It's just like they they messed up writing out his his name, like. They couldn't read his handwriting or they typed it in wrong when he was getting his like driver's license or something. So it's like, 
oh, okay, that's my name now. It's like if you've ever read the Captain Underpants books, like Dave Pilkey, his name, his name actually has an E at the end, but the machine broke and didn't write the E when he was like getting his name tag for a job at some point. So he just went by DAV as in, for Dave from forever. Whatever works. Well, anything else we want to talk about? We've we've stretched, I think, these two topics out for as long as we possibly could. Three, if we're including the the Blastoise one. Yeah, uh, j- just keep up to date with with your games that you follow. Uh, it, it's always a good thing. Watch watch Free Guy. If you guys are like Twitch fans of Twitch, uh, fans of cringing a little bit, uh, Free Guy is. A solid film to go see um and yeah i i think that's it if, if you like basketball watch watch the last dance or am i just the last basketball fan who just never got around to it uh i mean i've, could already, be the I've case. seen it um but yeah it, it it just amazes me that like i can there was good basketball going on when i wasn't even alive you know and like but there was just an era of just pure dominance, you know. It's just it went over my head. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks guys for tuning in this week. We will be back at you next week with, ideally, a news and a gameplay section because they are coming back on Saturday with the play-ins for the finale of the league for this year. Um, so catch some games, earn some tokens so that. You're not like 17 Overwatch League tokens short whenever they come out with the next skin, which is sadly why I don't have the Bastion Pirate skin at this point. But I'm a tank main anyway, so I don't really play Bastion anymore. But thanks guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Stay safe and adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.